All right, let's just see if we can get Joshua back here real quick. Yeah, I don't think it was a conspiracy. I see, but uh, um, it is kind of funny that it did drop out at that moment, for sure. All right. Well, I guess I'll just I guess I'll just comment on that um, on that point that was made. Uh, you know, just to say that, um, and and I kind of lost his audio there at the end a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, the point that people get um, shut down uh, for for talking about you know some of these more um, controversial issues uh, is certainly true. Um, and, uh, I mean, I agree with that. I'm not, I, 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 it sucks because I feel like we were just about to, or for me, I felt like I was just about to hear, uh, the actual question, the point that he was making. Um, and that's when my audio cut out. And then shortly after that, uh, the entire app crashed, uh, which I think ended the call for everybody, uh, which sucks. And I'm sorry about that. So hopefully we'll get Joshua back. Um, and, but if, for now, we'll just take, uh, we'll, we'll take this caller. Uh, go ahead. Hi, uh, just going back to the previous conversation about, uh, policing reform. Uh, the thing that people in the circles who listen to you, uh, and read the kind of coverage you provide, uh, don't, uh, you know, they don't share the same outlook as the quote unquote general population. Uh, remember after I forget which one of the many, uh, you know, uh, uh, police beatings or killings that caused uh, upheavals, probably the Derek Chauvin uh, incident. Uh, there were widespread text messages I was receiving. I'm uh, not white. People know my uh, outlook when it comes to policing, but I was receiving text messages, don't go outside. There's raving or roving bands of, you know, um, people going around breaking shop windows. It was all, um, you know, false and misinformation, you know, spread on Facebook, et cetera. Uh, and it was spread by, again, non-white people uh, who, you know, quote unquote, should know better. But when it comes down to, you know, the the threat, the perceived threat of damage to their property, they're 100% backing the blue every time. Why do you think that is? Do you, do you, do you think it's just, just because that's I think just... It's, I think it's the deeply, I think it's the, the, the deep seated, uh, racist, um, you know, uh, foundations upon which this, this country was founded, um, racial hierarchy, uh, essential, essentially a caste system where blacks are at the bottom and then there's a racial hierarchy going up to white at the top. And, uh, you know, people who consider themselves white adjacent, uh, want to act, uh, in the same way that, uh, they perceive that they're, uh, so-called superiors, um, you know, this is not overt. This is, you know, kind of subconscious. Uh, you know, they, they parrot the same lines that you would hear in, you know, in the South, in Jim Crow era uh, about the differences between the races. And, uh, you know, it's it's shocking, you know, when people actually in their private conversation, you know, come out with uh, with comments like these. It's, it's, it's really is shocking, but uh, it shouldn't be because this is, you know, widespread. This is widespread among many uh, communities, ethnic, um, you know, uh, communities, uh, non-black communities. Um, 
where there's a deep seated, you know, resentment of quote unquote the helping hand, affirmative action, et cetera, et cetera, where immigrants, we you know, we got here on our own, we did everything by ourselves. Why are they getting this? Why are they getting that? And uh it spills over into, you know, um backing the blue and and uh and uh sweeping any uh, ideas of reform um, under the rug uh, because you don't you want to be a quote unquote model citizen and backing the blue is part of that. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, the, what do you what do you think of these? Um, what what do you think of these charges in that context? Right, like like what do you think of like these these charges, the Breonna Taylor charges in that context? Because. These are these are a stop yeah, to the the racialized minority, uh, predominantly black and uh, to a lesser extent Latino minority. They have their own issues. It's more immigration related. Uh, though obviously there are you know quote unquote um, anti gang uh, you know th- things going on in L A and other places with a high uh, Latino population. But uh, you know it's a stop. It's a stop. I mean the 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 racialized unrest. Um, you know, we, we already covered uh, Rodney King. I would go back to Watts. Uh, you know, these are mass scale uprisings that destroy entire communities. And that's what the police don't want to deal with, because that is the thing they can't handle. They can't handle the entire population uh, objecting to their behavior and uh, causing massive disruption uh, and destruction. Um, it really makes the police look bad because their real purpose is property rights protections. Yeah, yeah, as as Brian was saying there. Um, well, thank you for that. I I, I see that we have uh, we have Joshua back, so um, let's have him jump in here. Um, sorry about that, Joshua. I know you were just talking about how uh, people get censored and shut down when they talk about these issues, and then the app crashed. So funny coincidence there. Uh, do you, do you, uh, last last I heard, you had just started talking about John Yu. Um, do you want do you want to continue, well, continue that thought? Well, his memo uh, in the in the Bush Jr. years uh, essentially didn't it give the if the president does it, then it's not wrong. And I just you know, that I mean, we have so many slippery slopes, but that one seems to be how elected officials perceive that they can act. Um, they are outside of the law now. Um, and uh, I mean, that trickles down. I mean, economics. Trickle down economics is not real, but the ripple down effects of a state of violence being legitimized does ripple down into your chickens coming home to roost, which was something that was brought up during the Nuremberg trials, actually. Um, and so that I, I didn't realize how far I had gotten. Yes, the app crashing was coincidental um, and uh, definitely threw me off. But uh, I just wanted to bring that up and get some feedback on that because uh, I don't think anything's going to change until we really rise up and make them well aware that we see exactly what they're doing and the shenanigans. Um, and um, from my perspective with climate change, we don't have time for them to continue to play games um, with our lives, um, quite frankly. So I'll just end there. Thanks for letting me back in. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for jumping. Uh, thanks for jumping. In. I mean, like, it's it's hard to see like what the solution is here, right? Because um, you know electoral uh, solutions are not are not working. Um, you know you're not going to fix this uh, by voting. Um, it would be nice if there were other uh, political 
possibilities on the horizon, uh, but I don't know what those would be uh, realistically at this point. Uh, it just it just doesn't really look like there's an opportunity for that. Um, like, like there's certainly a lot of anger. Um, there's a lot of political power that is out there that you could that 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 somebody uh, or or some group or or some movement could probably turn into something real. Uh, but at the moment, it's kind of hard to see like how that kind of forms up into something. As far as like your comment about um, you know. The John Yu memo and um, just uh, the, you know the, the the administrative state, the the, the presidency uh, being able to just kind of do like kind of do what they want. This this kind of unitary executive, which which has gone on for a long time. If I'm understanding you correctly on that, um, I mean this has been kind of something that's been going on for decades, um, if not if if not longer. Certainly, the GOP uh, have been pretty obsessed with this since the '70s, uh, when when Nixon was impeached. That was a that was kind of like one of those like quote unquote watershed moments, right? Like uh, like like they're still pissed off about that impeachment. Like they still want revenge over that. Like that is something that they're still very angry about, much more than they would be uh, about something like Trump. Like they're 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 still angry about it because they don't really ultimately believe. That Congress uh, should really have any kind of control over over the uh, over the over the presidency um, over the over the uh, the administration, the the White House chief executive. Like they they really believe in a unitary executive, a super powerful presidency. So that's kind of that's kind of part of that, I think. Um, and and that's just kind of uh, the electoral uh, situation that that we're in. And um, and the one where, where, uh, where we're kind of doomed to be uh, for some time. I mean, again, the the possibilities for political change at at the ballot box don't seem very good. Uh, you know, we we have like um, there's it's it, it's hard to see like what we have like for a third party. Really, it's hard to see what we have for. Um, for any kind of like pushback um, within either one of the two, uh, the two major parties, um, so kind of just, I, I feel like a lot of time it's just kind of like spinning, uh, spinning our wheels on that, you know, like like as far as like making that kind of political change. Um, I'm kind of rambling at this point, so so uh, let's let's move on. But um, you know, I. I, uh, oh, we, we actually do have a caller. I'm going to take this caller and then, um, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, yeah. Electoral politics are dead. And now he's joining the call. Uh, go ahead. Welcome. Thanks for being here. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks for taking my call really quick. I just want to say if, you know, folks are still doing the whole dance between, you know, third party or Democrats or whatever, it really doesn't matter. Both are a dead end. Um, I mean, this observation was made back in the 19th century. Marx was praising the Paris Commune of 1871. He straight up says in his book, The Civil War in France, it's not a terribly long one. You can find it on Marxist.org. It's a really good read where he says the working class cannot seize hold of the ready-made state machinery. He's straight up saying that you can't, you know, electorally come in, take over the wheels of, you know, the state, the politics and 
bring about a change, a great change that's needed, you know, from capitalism to socialism or whatever, that viewpoint is one that is more attributable to like Ferdinand LaSalle or Louis Blanqui, and they often get their views get substituted in as Marxists, and that's not the case. Um, he straight up calls for the, you know, the he calls the Paris Commune the first instance of the quote-unquote dictatorship of the proletariat. In his day, he was using dictatorship to mean the absolute authority of the working class, not like an actual honest-to-God autocracy. Um, and what he's calling for is like a bottom-up federation of communes to take over a nation or what have you and to take over the administration of things and the control of things. And that's how you're going to be able to make real change, uh, real bottom-up changes, social movements and building trade unions and just trying to take away the capitalist base of the capitalist class. Yeah. So, yeah. I want you to stay on for a second because I, I have a... a, a a comment to make on that, sure. um, which is, uh, you know, it, what you're describing is uh, a long process, right? This is not a quick process. This is a long process politically, one that will will, will take a long time. How do you how do you answer to people uh, like not answer to people, but how do you answer people who are frustrated with with the pace of change already? Um, when when what you're calling for is the kind of thing that that could potentially take the rest of their lives. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've seen how quick progress is through the electoral road. We've had, um, I mean, DSA hit a membership of roughly fifty thousand or so odd members back in like 2017 or so. So it's been around five years since then. I've seen lots of people and lots of organizations and lots of organizers put in unbelievable amounts of time and energy and money uh, to electoral campaigns. Some have been successful, some haven't. And that really doesn't create a whole lot of change. I think there is a little bit of difference of political consciousness, but that could easily just as, you know, be attributed to other like types of social movements, like Occupy Wall Street, for example, in the 2008 recession and the Arab Spring. Um, and the reality is, is that reforms, even they're, you know, just like more moderate reforms, like if you were talking about like healthcare for all through Medicare for all and a higher minimum wage and all that, you don't get them through voting for people. You know, uh, the New Deal came about because you know, uh, when the FDR administration came in, he was quoted as saying to his aides, you know, the capitalists should be grateful for me. Don't they realize I'm saving capitalism? Because at the time, the entire country, it was fear was going to go the way of like a Soviet revolution was going to rise up and throw out the capitalist class and have some type of Soviet style revolution. But the old capitalist class will be swept out. So that change comes has always come from the bottom up. It's never come from voting in the right person. Yes, FTR got in, but he got in because there was a level of you know, consciousness and organizing on the ground anyway, that people understood who, you know, was better between the two anyway, from that bottom up kind of political education and doing the work every day of forming unions and, you know, working collectives and what have you anyway. 
So that stuff kind of just comes more organically anyway. And reforms come from that kind of bottom-up organizing anyway. You know, we're not going to vote in, you know, how, you know, 400 reps or 300 reps and 55, 60 senators in five or 10 years and pass in time to stop climate change. But we can, in the time that we have, form a lot of collectives and communities and bottom-up organizing to do what we can to sabotage further capitalist destruction of the environment and, you know, protect ourselves from the bottom up. And if more people switch gears and put the energy and the time and the resources and the money that I see so many people put in right now still to elections, I see people talking about how they just donate the money to politicians. You put that money and that time, that energy instead into things like mutual aid networks, strike funds, prisoner support networks, you know, there are a lot of people who engage in industrial sabotage. We're, you know, looking at 5, 10, 15, 20 years in jail. If we had, you know, networks to support them and try and get them out of jail quicker, you need that. You know, or for people who got arrested during the George Floyd riots or spending time in jail, that's where our energy and that's where our time needs to go into. And what you'll find is that will be far more productive for producing the type of reforms we need anyway. And if people still want to vote, you know, take the five minutes, you know, to figure out or the 10 minutes and try, try and determine, you know, who the better candidate is in your local and your state and your federal elections, wherever you are. Take the 10 minutes. You know, most people from most places, I mean, I can speak for me. It doesn't take too long to go and vote. I still do that much. But that's about as much time as you should take with that because the real change comes from the bottom up. Absolutely. Well, thank you for that. That was that was that was very um, uh, thorough, and and I think I think just a really a, a really good way to punctuate just how like silly a lot of a lot of this stuff can be. Like you know, uh, uh, and, and you know, I know I know I was picking on it earlier, but like this is like a good example of like you know, like this force the vote thing. It's like you're putting all of your energy into this silly, meaningless um, parliamentary procedure that does nothing. Um, and even if it had been a good idea, which it wasn't, but even if it had been a good idea, like putting that much energy into it, like like when you could have been putting that energy into doing you know, literally anything that actually would have caught like uh, further change or furthered any of these political goals, I think I think that I would just say uh, that uh, a caller there that 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 we just that we just talked to um, really like uh, like what he was saying uh, was just such a, a real. I, I really think that that's something people should listen to. Okay. Like really listen to that because like, that's like actual real political change. That's how real political change is done. It's not done, um, online. It's not done, uh, with this kind of like endless, um, jockeying back and forth, trying to like, you know, the, the, the deal with whatever, like third party scam is being, is being pushed on you or, or, or democratic party scam or whatever. It's just not even worth it to even worry about that stuff. Forget about it. Drop it. Um, uh, just just uh, uh, focus on actual, real, uh, tangible stuff. Um, Aaron, uh, we'll take you, and then I think um, probably in about ten minutes we're gonna we're gonna close up. So if anybody else wants to join the queue, uh, please do. And then otherwise we'll we'll just wrap then. But uh, Aaron, what's up? What's up? I just I just wanted to comment on the last caller. That was a that was a really good and um, kind of succinct sort of like. Um, kind of analysis of where we are and what we need to do. 
And I just wanted to mention too, um, you know, uh, two things that I've been thinking about a lot recently have been, again, the 2020 um, George Floyd protests, like the uprising, and then also COVID, right? And sort of um, the way that those two events, as I mentioned earlier, um, when I was talking about the uprising, the way that event and those two events um, allowed people to see like the contradictions for what they are. Um, you know, Marx talks about like, it's not necessarily that communism or socialism is inevitable, right? But what's, what ends up happening is that the social relations, right? So this is like the way that we interact with one another, right? And this like, you know, capitalist society that's organized, right? Um, for the extraction of surplus value from workers, right? Exploitation, um, you know, like the social relations at some point sort of buck up, you know, against like the current mode of production, right? Where I think people start to sort of, I guess the way, best way I can put it is that, you know, the National uh, the National Labor Relations Board got their 1,000th filing for unionization back in May, I believe. That milestone wasn't reached last year until October, right? So I think that COVID, um, you know, especially COVID, I mean, obviously, like, you know, just devastating and the lives that have been lost. And I don't even want to really call this a silver lining. It's not a silver lining. But I think one thing that happened out of that um, was that people realized that, like, they were expendable, right? And that they deserved more. I mean, we were calling people essential workers. And then, like, six months later, or when Biden gets in office, it's like a 180, right? And now the Democrats are, like, forcing kids back to school, forcing people back to work. Um, probably not going to see another stimulus package, right? Um, so, I mean, I think that, like, you know, we're definitely not going to. I think that, like, it's not that these things are inevitable, but again, I just think that um, it is sort of a natural production, like not production, natural um, process, I guess. I'm not going to say natural, but it just seems to be likely that capitalism is going to kind of like, it's the, the seeds of destruction are already within the system, right? Like we can already see that this is untenable. So, I mean, all I can say is like, now is the time to like get involved, man, you know, and now is the time to organize. Now is the time to talk to your neighbors. Because people are pissed off. And last thing I'll say is, um, you know, there's one of two ways that we can go. I truly do believe this. And try, I am dialectical. You know, I try not to be so, not dogmatic, but so sort of, um, I guess, like, um, oh, it has to be one way or the other. But, I mean, really, honestly, we're looking at a future that's either going to be the one that we all here want to see, I think, you know. Um, collectivist, you mean humane, right? Um, I mean, at the minimum, bare minimum, the social democracy. Or we're just going to, like, kind of have more overt fascism, right? So, I think now is the time to kind of like um, seize on the opportunity on these contradictions and really try to organize, you know, because we don't have yeah, a lot of time. Yeah. That's what it feels like. No, 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 definitely. And, and just stay here uh, for one second, because, um, mm. you know, I, I think that uh, what you're talking about specifically when it comes to the COVID uh, reaction from from mm. the current party in power, Democrats, right? Um, and the uh, the kind of the social spending that was done when it first hit, right, Un under a Republican president, right. And the reason that I'm saying that is because, like, what you're talking about here is like this, like partisanship. It kind of goes back to what we were saying about like the kind of the use, the fact that the electoral politics partisanship is just completely useless, right? Yeah. Completely yeah. useless. Like, what's the point? Because you have um, you have this situation where you have a lot of political will and power uh, behind the continuation 
uh, of these social programs behind mm. school safety, right? Because look, look like all, all this stuff, uh, school safety, uh, masks in schools, vaccinations, um, uh, uh, you know, social, um, social welfare programs, for lack of a better term, to like, uh, uh, to allow people to take time off of work, right? This is not something that was uh, unpopular, okay? It's not something that was, uh, that, that, that there was like a political backlash to. Uh, so what, what happened is that the Democrats got into office and the louder, the people who were louder about it were the people who were anti-vax, anti-mask, wanted everything yep. to reopen, wanted to go back to normal, didn't care about the reality of the situation. It's like a minority of people, right? This is like maybe yep. 20% of people in the country. But because they were so loud, uh, they actually got their way on this. Um, Absolutely. And, and if, if, if there had been an opportunity for like some kind of pushback on the other end, then we probably would have seen something different. And I think that that's like what's so frustrating about this mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. is is that is that uh, pe- people did a couple of different things. Pe- people who are kind of like either like liberals or leftists or 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 or, or whatever, but you know, on on this side of 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 the of of the moderate to right wing, then like and then kind of like on the more liberal and and to left side, like have spent the last couple of years, like base, it feels to me a lot of the time, like the fight is over, like how mad we can get about what Biden is doing rather than mm-hmm. to actually talk about like the policies that are, that, that, that are going on or are not going on. And it, it does, it just brings up once again, like what the previous caller was saying about like why it's so important to actually do things that have application to reality, to real life, yeah. to, to the actual like material reality that we live in. And, and it's just, it was just very frustrating to see that. And now, you know, we like, we have another wave and obviously the deaths are a lot lower and, and mm-hmm. things like, like things are getting back to quote unquote normal. Um, but yes. the way that it's being done now is just basically through sacrificing uh, thousands yeah. of people. Like that's how Dude. it's being done. We're just sacrificing Man. people to do it. We, we are. And before we go, you know, I don't want to, you know, not a bleak note, but, um, you know, I've been interested in like, you know, this term necropolitics, right? Or necro, necro-capitalism, necropolitics. And I mean, essentially, I mean, that's, I mean, you could say that like all of Western capitalism is built on this idea of the political apparatus and the economic one too, the economic base deciding who gets to live and die, right? And a lot of this, um, I think um, um, Foucault talks about it too, when he talks about biopolitics, right? The control, the control, the movement of bodies, right? And I think that like, I mean, like Western capitalism, liberal bourgeois capitalism is like very adept, right, at necropolitics, biopolitics, right? And I think that was that wasn't any more clear than COVID, right? Like literally, like who is going to be sacrificed, right? Like who are the people, the profession that got um that uh, that uh, contracted COVID and died the most, right? I think it was line cooks, right? So you're telling me that like during a fucking pandemic, where I mean, just culturally even speaking the way this country looks at like freedoms right the fact that people are like you're not going to stop me from eating at a restaurant and restaurant state i mean also i worked at a small businessman that stayed open because like they just wanted to make money right this wasn't a corporation i was working at and people were getting sick and dying right and i think that like you know i guess not ramble calls out i guess the only kind of way that you can like 
sort of like push back against that, as you were saying, Owen, is like people got to be loud about it. Right. But in order for people to be loud about it, like we got to organize, you know, because the right wing has been organizing for the past. Like, Jesus Christ, man, what is like, I mean, 60 years is not even I mean, you could say they've been organizing since like the New Deal. Right. You know what I mean? Like they've been organizing to re- to push back and peel back any even like little bit of like uh, um, incremental progress. And I mean, we've seen this culminate in the Supreme Court. Right. So I don't know, man, not to be depressing, but I guess this is not depressing. I'm just being kind of more optimistic. I mean, I do believe that I have to believe that we got this, man. I just have to, you know, because otherwise, like I would be a nihilist, you know, um, and I just kind of got to believe that it can't. I mean, people, all this kind of energy has to go somewhere. And, um, you know, we all of us, you know, I think we just got to kind of direct it. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I'm not no, saying no, that. For sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. yeah thanks, Aaron. Uh, thanks. Thanks for calling in again. Um, and, oh. and, and thanks to all of our callers uh, and commenters um, uh, for, for, for sharing uh, your opinions. Uh, sorry about the technical difficulties. If you're listening to this on replay, this, this is part two. Uh, so you would have gone from part one to part two. Hopefully, um, if you haven't, go and check that out. Um, if, and if you are listening on the app, uh, on live or on replay, you haven't already done so, please like, subscribe, follow, etc. And do the same if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. So thanks, everyone. Um, and we will see you next week. Uh, for another edition. All right, bye.